Everyone, before we start the episode, RJ here to just let you know that the sound quality of this episode, we apologize, is just a little rough. The guest of the episode is Jordan Jonas. He won the show alone, which is a survival show. And classic Jordan, he was in the woods. So his audio is sometimes a little bit choppy. So we apologize, but we hope you enjoy the episode. Yeah, dude. Seriously, just hear me out. Please, will you hear me out? Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Hear Me Out. My name is RJ. My name is Blay. And of course, this is the podcast where RJ and I, two best friends, try to become better friends by convincing each other to like each other's hobbies every week we have a new theme and the loser has to donate to a charity rj what is our theme this week and what is the charity that either you or i will be donating to all right so the charity real quick is the trust for public land they create parks and protect land for people ensuring healthy livable communities for generations to come if you guys also want to donate you can go to tpl.org and today's topic is blay you're huge into video games you you think they're all they're so exciting right i think they're so exciting there's nothing better than being on a space station and blasting (laughs) some covenant aliens in halo change my mind listen something much more exciting is i think you should get outside you should hunt you should preserve and prepare and process your own food i think we should do it I think it'll be awesome. All right. You know what? I can't wait to hear what you have to say. And I know you've brought a expert along to bolster your opinion. Who is the expert you've brought with you today? Today, we've got the winner of Alone Season 6. We are massive fans of this guy, Jordan Jonas. Thank you so much for being with us. Yeah, my pleasure. (laughs) Good to be here. Yeah, let's let's win the argument. (laughs) Absolutely. Jordan, you are... We're, we're, we see Jordan right now on uh, Zoom. You are literally in the woods as we speak. <laughs> yeah, it looks like it, right? <laughs> Very on brand. So do you, let's talk about real quick what, just for folks out there who don't know, what the show alone is that you won. It's a survival show. Basically, they drop 10 people off, uh, each of them in a different spot. Uh and those people are alone, so we all had to record ourselves. And you get ten basic little items, you know, nothing like a gun. You get like a bow and arrow and a sleeping bag and a pot, you know, some things like that. And uh, it's basically the last person to hit their give up button. When- I have to say, I am obsessed with this show. It is so it it has the things I love, which are it looks beautiful. It's so compelling to watch. And also there's this great psychological element because Jordan, you said it, you're all, you literally are alone. You're filming yourself. And so you see kind of as the, as the season goes on, you guys all not only have to deal with the wilderness, but you have to deal with 
just being by yourself and, and your own mental, I don't know, your demons. I would be freaking out all the time. Big part of it is that mental aspect. For me, the hardest part was not knowing when it would end because, you know, it could go up to a year or so, hypothetically. So you just have no idea how long it's going to go. And you just, it makes everything sort of stressful because even if you have food, you think you don't have enough food because you don't know how long it's going to go. And then you'd like start thinking, man, am I going to miss my kids? for six months or how long can I, you know, like what's worth it. And, uh, you have all these extra layers of stress. Like you said, if you don't have your, uh, ducks in a row, kind of, it's uh, like, you want to make sure you don't have a lot of skeletons in your closet. And stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm winning the wrong argument right now. But, uh. <laughs> no, I mean, so in the show, you don't know when the other contestants drop out, right? You get right. checked in. Uh, you get checked in on like you have these health checks and yep. I assume that's when you get new batteries for cameras and stuff. Yeah. Do you like, do they ever kind of tip you off and say like, man, you're doing pretty well. There's a couple people left. <laughs> you know, do they, does anybody ever tip you off or no? They're very good at not doing that. And they really want to try to keep it a surprise because they want, they of course really want their last shot of, of, walking up the family member walking up to be genuine and uh they had me a hundred percent trick but i had kind of tricked myself because i just thought there's no way this show is ending inside 120 or 140 days so i like hadn't even allowed myself to think of it as an option before then so i, th I thought we were really just getting started and i I bet my mind was blown when it ended, but, but I, and, you know, and there were in hindsight things that you could kind of pick up on. Like, well, I remember the doctor at one point looking at the, my feet, you know, cause they've checked everything, make sure you're healthy. And at one point he's like, Oh wow. You know, kind of looked surprised like, wow, your feet look really good. And I was like, huh, does that mean everybody else <laughs> look bad? <laughs> you're, you're trying to pick up on anything you can, but, but I, it, was just, it was just so much before the window I had, I had just, but I figured before day 90, 100, I can't even entertain the thought of it getting close, you know. So I hadn't even entertained the thought. Wow. Did you, watch, did you watch yourself? And if so, how would you rate your performance? I mean, obviously you won, so you did pretty well. Yeah, good, good enough, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but I watched it. And it's funny watching the show after you've been on it because it's, it, it, of course, is produced. And so everything's for real, but... They definitely like put the gas pedal on the uh, drama side of things. So anytime anything bad happened to me, it was like on there. And this, I didn't never even close to tapping and I had so much food that, uh, but you just would never know by watching the show. So looking back on how I did there, it was like as well as I could have hoped, honestly. Although in the future, if I'm to be in a similar situation, I would, uh, try to adjust a little bit mentally because I, I was stressed a lot about how long it was going to last and not knowing when it would end. And that would make me stress about not having enough food because I don't have enough food to last through the winter. So man, I got to go provide. And, you know, I allowed the stresses of the future to kind of bear a little too much weight on my day-to-day -day existence. Cause I had a lot of food, but I just felt like it was never enough. Like, ah, oh, yeah, I mean, that was, I, I must say, you know, you killing the moose and then there's the fight with the Wolverines was insane. Yeah. And we, and again, RJ and I, we talked about this a lot. Uh, I mean, not just because we loved the show and loved your season, but uh, I mean, the, the moment where you, you forget 
So you, so Jordan is, has killed this moose and put all this meat and fat and all this great stuff on top of a big tower to protect it from these other animals, right? Yeah. And there's a moment, Jordan, where you- A tower that he builds. You built yourself. It's that. insane. It's insane. And we'll get to that in a second. But so you put, all, and your food is safe and you're sitting pretty and you go out in the morning and you have forgotten that you have left the ladder up against the tower it and the what that so heartbreaking it was i stood up on my couch and i went no like i was because for me and and this is why again rj and i are so happy you're here we were rooting for you from the beginning because your humor is great you're so chill and i was like oh man jordan's my guy so when the latter thing happened that was awful can you take us through a little bit about what you were feeling when that when you discovered the ladder? <laughs> um, so was was I guess my question to you is was that a, as big a deal to you as it seemed to us on the show with the music and all the drama? It was uh, a big deal, but I, I'd gotten the fat stolen early on. You know, oh right, that's right. Super yeah. annoying and super stressful, and but I had a lot more fat, so it was fine. But it. That I left the ladder up, which is totally normal. I'm like a little absent-minded. <laughs> so it was actually he's like, oh, he must be starving. He's uh, forgetting things. I like, no. I left. I was like, oh no. And I went up there, and yeah, I could see the Wolverine like bite mark. He, you know, bit off as much fat as he could. And I was like, oh, that. I was like, trying to convince myself that it was just the bird pecking the fat. But I was like, oh no, that was the Wolverine. Killed <laughs> one, and we're on to kill one and so good to eat and that stupid wolverine ate it man uh, that's great so i see so you were only really allowed to kill one so you couldn't it's not like you could just go on a wolverine killing spree and just avenge <laughs> avenge yeah, your food <laughs> totally i would have tried for sure <laughs> <laughs> i would have tried for sure. all right well we're we're gonna take a quick break and then we're gonna be right back with some fan questions with jordan jonas we'll be right back And we're back. <laughs> All right. So, Jordan, obviously, again, thank you so much for being here. We're going to get to our arguments in one sec. But, you know, when our fans heard you were on, they had a few great questions for you. And it's interesting because right now we're all in quarantine. And so we are all living alone <laughs> very much. Uh, so uh, luckily, you are a, an expert in this kind of living. So RJ, let's, uh, we have, I think, a few fan questions for you. Yeah. So here's the first one. Uh, <laughs> I'm moving into my college dorm room to live alone for the first time. Do you have any tips for being alone? <laughs> uh yeah, if you want to be alone well, like that, after I killed the moose, I thought, you know what, this is going to be great. Now I can just chill out there. And I was like, oh, this is so boring. Like, I cannot handle this. And so that that idea went out the window. And I was like, I'm going to go fishing. I'm going to go do all this stuff, be active. And so you don't want to allow yourself to be bored all the time. So take up some hobbies. If I didn't have anything else to do, you know, it showed on the show I made, like, some cards. And a lot of times I would do stupid skits, you know, film skits. So try to like, you know, save off the boredom in a healthy way. And then we were talking about that earlier, you know, like when you're alone a lot, you are going to have your, your psychology is going to come from the foreground. You're not constantly distracted on your phone or whatever. Uh, that's, a, that's a good way of <laughs> keeping everything on the back burner. But 
try to try to live your life, not be on your phone alone all the time. I cool. love it. I love it. What uh, this, that that's perfect. It kind of goes into the second question, which is how do you stay sane in isolation? Like you mentioned the cards. What are some of the other things you did to like keep yourself mentally busy while you're out there? Yeah, I did a lot of, um, again, like productive activity is really nice because uh, then you feel good about it in hindsight and you, you know, whatever that is. Um, yeah, you do want to make sure you to stay sane in isolation. Yeah, you, it, it would help. Uh, you know, you're in those alone situations. But the reason it was more bearable for me was because I knew my relationships were strong. So I knew like, when I get back, my whole life's not going to be a wreck. And I don't know if that guy's, you know, this or that, what my wife's going to be doing, you know, like everything was um, those, my relationships were strong. So even though we're isolated from each other, you want to like continue to foster the relationships in your life. And uh, I mean, I've thought of a whole bunch of those types of things that are healthy and sought for lessons that relate. I'm trying to think of them now, the top of my head, but uh, those are some of them. Like I said, if you start feeling issues coming up, it's so easy nowadays to just distract yourself away and not confront anything, but that's not a good long-term goal. So uh, It's best to confront your issues before you find yourself in a situation where they pop themselves up. Like they definitely would if you're isolated for a long time. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you absolutely. might want to deal with those now while you have a little mental, uh, from a strong point rather than from a weak point. One of the uh, questions we got the most was, does anything scare you? Does anything scare you? You were so chill uh, yeah. the whole time. And, uh, I mean, watching you gave me strength. Does anything scare you? <laughs> That's a funny question. I don't know. Like I have been asked that before and I definitely <laughs> don't like the type that has no amygdala or whatever, you know, like, well, what's that <laughs> where the guy I'm in the cliff and he, <laughs> yeah. it's like, that would freak me out for sure. Uh, I can't think of very many examples where I've been afraid, afraid. It's not something I feel a lot. Wolverine situation happened so fast that it, I didn't have time to be afraid. You know, I was just like full attack mode. And then the, and like all the lead ups and all the other encounters with the Wolverine, you're just so goal oriented on trying to. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. I think like, like it, I guess when things happen so fast, you don't have time to be afraid. Uh, and then, and also like a thing, a, a big thing I think is, you know, your time, like, and like you were just saying your time, your training and all this other, uh, stuff in Siberia and, and, and what have you, you know, being prepared also, if you're falling back on skills, you know, then you're not really going to be afraid because you kind of know you can handle them. Right. Would that seem about accurate? That was a big thing. Like when I, as I had been, you know, I, we had some couple kids and I'd been in America in you know in this little house in virginia for the last few years before the show started and you're like oh man i haven't been like actively go out there. of course there's this nervousness about it but man when i got there it's like oh thing just came back it's like these all this stuff so and in my mind that like when i would be out in the woods it just felt like home all of a sudden and you know i'd have an issue and i'd have a solution either in my mind somewhere or you'd creatively come up with one it's actually really interesting it's i mean when you're out there solving your problems and and tackling all these unforeseen issues i was realized that wow, i'm actually a creative person out here uh, and i'm overcoming these issues 
which is not something that I normally experience in everyday life because we have everything figured out for us. That's probably where art came from initially, right? It was just people probably very practical to begin with, like creative solutions to how to catch the moose. Then they're painting then they're painting pictures of moose on cave walls and stuff. And then it's <laughs> Then it's art. Then it's Rembrandt. It's it goes from capturing moose in the wild to Rembrandt. I think just A to B. That's all it is. That's all it is. Uh, so when you this is another fan question, and I'm super interested too. You were like sitting. It seemed you were sitting pretty. You had tons of food. You had just caught that massive fish. Uh, when you won, were you truly surprised? Or did you think it was, I mean, you said you thought it would be later, but were, yeah, were you surprised when you won? I was so surprised that, it, uh, you know, like I, you know, when you watch the show, there were some of the folks that were thinking, oh, I wonder if it's going to end now. I wonder if it's going to end now. And I just had allowed my brain to, somebody on the previous season, it lasted 87 days. And I figured, you know what? Everybody knows nothing to win. You're going to have to last at least 100 days, add another month or two. And so I was thinking 120, 140 days. And that didn't allow the thought to cross my mind or entertain it prior. So I was totally shocked. That's amazing. And it's interesting to hear your strategy, too, about knowing. Because I think your your brother was yeah. on the show, right? On a similar show. Yeah. A similar called, show. Yeah, a little different layout. But, yeah, similar. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So and it's interesting to hear your strategy about, like, well, no one's going to quit right after 90. I think if I can last, you just got it. One of the items you bring is just a day calendar and you're just <laughs> pulling the things Flipping out. days off. What? That's not going to help him survive. What? You're just like, yep, I need this, you know, like to check the dates. <laughs> All right. So one more fan question here. Uh, but weirdly, what is your favorite ice cream and slash did you have a favorite treat while you were out in the wilderness? Like, was there yeah. like some kind of a barrier? Was there any kind of a treat out there? What's a simple pleasure? I like the uh, I probably like chocolate chip mint or cookie dough or something like that. And then uh, and out there, I would always, you know, I'd get the moose bones and break open the moose bones and get the marrow out. And that raw frozen marrow smashed up in fresh berries, creamy as creamy can be, just melt in your mouth with that hint of berry sweetness. It was awesome. I was, I was loving on the moose marrow. So that was my favorite treat out there. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. I can't wait for Ben and Jerry's moose marrow ice cream. Yeah. We got to get the Jordan Jonas uh, moose marrow ice cream going. That'd be amazing. <laughs> Uh, and then, and Jordan, before we get into, uh, we're going to get into our argument in just a second, but tell people, explain a little bit on your website, jordanjonas.com. We, uh, you can go for, uh, you can take adventure courses and survival courses from you, right? You teach people how to do what you do. Yeah, we'll go, uh, we've been going up in the wilderness out West and, uh, spending the week up there riding horseback way back in to get to like, you know, far away mountain lakes and, and living up there for a week. So then I'll just impart as much knowledge as we can give. And then also it's just such an amazing experience, you know, being up in those beautiful forests. People need it so badly right now because everyone's cooped up. And I love it. Jordan, yeah. is, this, is this something that you have to have like a base knowledge to do? Uh, it, uh, it, it helps to have a base, uh, like a big level a little bit so you can hike and stuff without being too worried. 
But I, there's been people that have been up there. There's a guy that went up there that it was his first time leaving San Diego. He's never been outside of San Diego. Whoa, oh what? That's crazy. How, how, how did he do? Did he freak out or was he okay? He did pretty good. He was, uh, he enjoyed it and it was, it definitely pushed him because he was, you know, he'd never been dirty that long. You know, he probably took a shower every day. So after we would find piles of wet wipes around. <laughs> <laughs> And then the, the less experience you have, the more, I guess, you have to learn. And if you have a lot of experience, it gives you more options while they're out there. Uh, all right. Well, I think it's time we get into our argument. So, RJ, I love video games. You're, you love the wilderness. You've brought uh, the great uh, Jordan Jonas with you today, the winner of Alone Season 6. And again, you could do uh, some amazing survival courses at Jordan Jonas. Dot com. And there's also other stuff there, gear recommendations. Everybody head there uh, and check it out. But RJ, you're going to try to convince me of what? I'm going to try to convince you that we, something I've never done either, but we should go out Bull. maybe with Jordan and we should learn how to hunt and, you know, process our own food. I think okay. that'd be awesome. Okay. What's, now, what's your first argument? What do you got? Okay. Okay. So my first thing is, is you're, you know, you're a big screen guy, right? You're in front of a screen yes. all day. Yep. You're always playing video games, whatever. I'm looking at a this, screen right now. I'm looking at I'm looking at you two handsome fellas right now. Exactly. Look at this. Exactly. That's right. This is a chance for you to turn off the screen. You can connect with nature and yourself. You get, you know, you get the joy of like being outside, learning about you know, the instincts of other animals, there's mm. definitely value in that. And then it also forces you to be mindful of like yourself. Like when you watch Jordan on the show, there are so many times when you're like, when he's clearly, you know, working on his like breathing or mindful of like every step he's taking. And there's never a time or I can't think of a time when you're also when you have to be so focused on yourself and something else. Um, Jordan, what is the, if you had to say like the biggest thing you need to be focused on when you're like physically going to hunt an animal, what, I mean, what would you say that is? Cool thing about it is uh, how fully alive you are in those because you're, you're genuinely taking in all your senses. Kill the guy and win. It's like, get a dopamine rush but you're kind of being hacked at that point what that the 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 process that are being used by those video games are the processes that developed while we were hunting and doing all these so when you're out there like putting this all together to provide for yourself and and you have success like it's awesome if you don't but if you do i caught my first fish out there i was literally like yeah clapping excited I've never been that excited in my life. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, you can't really recreate that. You can recreate it buying a Lamborghini. I, I'm hacking my own dopamine by playing video games. And I see. So your point is, and say that one more time. So your point is, by uh, the hunting is what gave us that kind of sighting. They give you like this rush and this, but all of that is just, it's like a fake version. You know, they've just, your system to make you like get those feelings, but they're actually oddly enough, not as good at it. So when you're actually out there really doing it, uh, you are fully in the experience and 
I've never been able to describe it better than you just feel real alive. All right. So it's a, it's a fake sugar rush. Okay. All right. Okay. I get it. That's a good argument. You know what? That's a good argument because I will say when I play games, what I do is much like you, Jordan, I, I'm like a sniper. I'm weight, you know, and I don't really like playing a lot of those gun games, but like, I do like fantasy games. So I do honestly like to use a bow and arrow in video games, which is hilarious. Cause I'm literally faking doing what you're doing for real. <laughs> so I should, you're right. You know what? Okay. I'll agree with you, RJ, on this point. It, it And Jordan, you guys are right. Video games are a cheap facsimile of real thing, especially because I am using a bow and arrow. Only I will say in the video games, I'm also half cat. So I'm like a half cat person. <laughs> That's going to be harder to, I don't know if you guys are good at like genetic technology, but uh, you know, but I do use a bow and arrow. Okay. All right. Good. Okay. Good. That's a good argument. That's a good argument. <laughs> All right. So point number two is Blay, you love, you love gadgets. I do, and stuff. <laughs> I do so, love gadgets. I love so gadgets. If we go and do this, there's going to be all these new tools that we're going to get to learn how to use, like a bow and arrow or traps. Um, Ooh, Jordan, traps. do you have a favorite type of uh, of tool? Yeah, I, I, I definitely like an axe. And when you like get into it and you like you figure out what exactly type weight, all that of act you like and why you like it sharpened in a certain way you know like you can get into all that stuff and if you want to get real crazy with it and you're doing archery you know you can get all people get way into hunting they get all the gadgets for you i i know you on the show obviously you had to use the most simple of these tools but do you is that how you prefer to do it just when you're doing it for fun or teaching people too when i most of my hunting is i like provide all our own meat and i have kids so i need to be somewhat efficient with my time the hunting with a recurve is the most fun way and the most rewarding way but i usually use a compound bow when i'm hunting at home because it's not like using rifle but it's you're still right in there but it gives you more room for air you'll spend less time tracking animals you wounded and stuff like that yeah yeah exactly just gotta get do the deed do you have a favorite uh, here's a question i want to ask you actually do you have a favorite trap that you like to make like a, <laughs> either deadfall or something. But like, obviously on the show, you, you were, it was a competition. So you had to kind of go with what works, but do you, you know, is there a, is there a favorite trap you have? To make? I have for each size of animal that you might want to trap. So there's all the different traps. You're trying to get mice versus trying to like a fox versus if you're going to try to deadfall a bear. And I kind of like the bear deadfall because that's one nobody really knows. It's just uh, that I know of. It's just one that the natives in Siberia thought. Wow. Yeah. Not a lot of people are going around like trapping, like get, making traps for bears. They're normally <laughs> yeah. just running away or playing dead, I think. Yeah. The only time I've ever seen a bear, the the trap fall thing is in the movie The Edge. I don't know if you ever saw that movie <laughs> where the guy accidentally falls in it and just... Uh, it's horrible. <laughs> Do you think, by the way, this is a really stupid question, but I have to ask you, have you seen the movie Predator? Yeah. The end, I mean, what do you think of Schwarzenegger's traps in that? It's there are, Would they work with the giant log falling down? Is that even a trap that would ever work ever? 
I can't remember the specifics, unfortunately. Mm, I, I don't think they gave us a lot of specifics because I think Arnold, <laughs> you know, they were trying to be, you know, it was a, a movie about an alien trying to trap oh, an alien. Yeah. <laughs> Seems dangerous. Uh, all right. So I do love gadgets. I will say I, I'm a big gadget guy. Uh, RJ, I think I gave you for your birthday one year, like a pot of water that you can charge your phone with if you put it on a campfire or something. I mean, I love and, and yeah, it was insane. And the thing is, it's a little sad. And Jordan, I'm a, I'm very I'm a little depressed to admit this in front of you. But the thing is, I love gadgets, but I I I don't really use them out in the wild. I would be a guy who would like buy nine axes and they would all never get used. RJ's <laughs> laughing. Like I would never, it would never fell a tree or anything. So I will say I would like to be able to use a gadget or two just so I'm not such a poser all the time, you know? So yeah, take the food that you need so you don't have to rely on food and then go out in the woods for with you, two of you go out long enough to like get separated from the things you usually go to when you're bored. So like no phone and be out there for at least four or five days. Have food you need and then have stuff to do in there. Like you can try hunting or you can try shooting bow or you go on a hike, do it somewhere pretty so you can go somewhere, explore, you know, like tap into the real sources of those, those things that uh, the video games are like, Hacking. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I, love I feel it. like I even really appreciate it. Once you get out there long enough to like, it does it for me too, but they're so good with the, with games and phones and stuff at, at holding your attention, but it's not quite as good at giving you long-term satisfaction. So that with uh, some of those outdoor experiences, oddly enough. Yeah, yeah, definitely. absolutely. And yeah. people on this show probably know I am, um, I'm huge into backpacking and I, I love going on long trips into the woods, but I've never done it as prim. Like I've never hunted or anything like that. I guess the closest thing I've come is fishing. So, yeah. you know, I think getting to that level of like just primitive, like gonna I'm going to provide for the meat that I'm going to eat that day, like taps into something else in your brain probably. Absolutely. And then it makes it so much more gratifying when you catch it. That's when you get into that real fish. You know what I'm saying? You can go to the store and buy one for $10. Yeah. Totally different. Like I like I can go buy the biggest salmon I want right now and it's like, yeah, that's cool. But <laughs> did you, uh, where do you guys live? Where are you? We're in Los Angeles. Should probably go up into the Sierras somewhere. I find on Google Earth, like a lake. It's way up in the middle of nowhere. And then hike up and do it. Take your little fishing poles and catch some fish and fry them up and have other food, but kind of like mediocre other food so that you're going <laughs> to love it. <laughs> that's an amazing idea. It's a great idea. Maybe we'll do it. If RJ wins the argument today, maybe that's what we'll do. <laughs> All right. So it. my final, my final point is, and Jordan, I hope you can speak to this a little bit because I'm talking out of my ass just a tiny bit. But I think that this is all good for the environment. Like you, mu you must have a much lower like environmental footprint when you do something like this. And, um, you know, it, it, even hunting in general probably manages the wildlife population in a positive way. Stuff like that. Yeah. The one thing America does really well is wildlife management because that's a lot of time in Russia. A lot of people over there, but 
but that everybody's a poacher and so they all do it the wrong so then you end up with like you know effective game here they do it really well to where like we actually have more numbers now they say of, of those big, big game than they did when people used to. whoa that's crazy more numbers now of big game than before because of what good wildlife herds in pennsylvania and yeah. they like want you to take deer because they're because they want diseases spread amongst them and there's such high populations that they end up getting diseases if you don't take them so you're actually do are doing some good and uh, honestly in the wild the, the way the only way animals die basically is to get ripped apart by another like wolf <laughs> right so if you can make a clean good quick shot it's probably the best way for that animal to go <laughs> that's <laughs> true like, that's true too yeah i mean you're right and you're right like the wild animals have such a better diet uh then yeah way better and then uh and yeah it's probably <laughs> i mean honestly i feel like if i had to choose being ripped apart by wolves or just like a quick clean shot i'm gonna go clean shot you know now i would pick that rj would be ripped apart by wolves right but for me i go clean shot wolves clean shot you know <laughs> perfect okay. I just watch a couple youtube videos or something about a uh, elk getting killed by wolves You'll be like, <laughs> yeah, you'll be fine then with, with hunting. Yeah. For sure. Like I'm going to go put that thing out of its misery. <laughs> I love it. All right. Well, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll reveal blaze decision. We'll be right back. All right. Well, I think it's time for me to finally decide RJ again. What are your three points of why I should stop vi playing video games and go out into the wilderness with you hunt and process our own food. What do you All got? Right, so the three points were you're more mindful or like Jordan put it, you just basically you feel more alive. Uh, number two is you get to try out and learn all sorts of new cool mm -hmm. tools. Mm -hmm. And number three is you are doing something that's actually beneficial to the environment. So those are the kind of the three points. Jordan, if you have one more thing to just kind of slam it home, why we should go out there. You got anything good? Man, I, I think uh, I don't let them, don't let them, don't let them totally just hack you. Video They're games just, really uh, just hack my brain processes that are natural and I should be feeling no, naturally. All right. Well, yeah. I have to say this is a bit of a different episode. Because Jordan, you are the uh, one of the first experts we've had who I, I respect and and <laughs> really admire. And I will say, all those are great points. You got me. I'll do it, and I will also donate to our charity this week. RJ, what's our charity again? It is the Trust for Public Land. And if you guys want to donate as well, you can go to tpl.org. That's right. And also, I will say, Jordan, I think what what won me over was when you said you made the point about video games kind of being a fake representation of what you and and RJ want to actually do, which is go out into the wilderness and do these things. And I hate the idea of my brain being hacked. So I want to say no to those games and go out and let I'm going to let nature hack this brain, you know, let nature hack this thing. There we go. 
Exactly. We're just going to go, yeah, it's Google Earth. Just pick a random lake in the woods. Take mediocre food, like Jordan said. <laughs> yeah. So we actually are. So we are, would uh, rather eat the fish we catch. Yeah, exactly. Right. So basically any of my cooking, we'll just take that right. out and then we'll just hunt. We'll not, we're not, we're not, we don't want to eat anything that I ever make. Uh, and that, that means we'll, uh, We'll uh, live off the land and, and get our sustenance from Mother Nature. Uh, Jordan Jonas, thank you so much. This was an absolute treat. Uh, yeah. And once again, everyone go to Jordan jordanjonas.com. Uh, he's got survival courses. Gear recommendation. Look, it's the holidays. It's the holidays. You want to... Uh, you want to buy some stuff for people? Jordan is your man. So, uh, and yeah, this was a real treat. So thank you, Jordan. This was awesome. It's been fun. Yeah. Thank you so much. This was a, this was a huge pleasure for us. Um, and uh, remember, check him out at jordanjonas.com for survival and adventure courses and gear recommendations. You can tune in for new episodes of Hear Me Out every Wednesday. Please rate and review and tell your friends. And if there's something you want us to debate, send us an email at hearmeouthearmeout at gmail.com. Thank you, Brett Kushner, for producing the podcast and Strange Hotels for the theme song. We will see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>